Okay, let's get into it. Oh my god. <laughs> It's so weird to think of us starting this podcast with a high energy. Oh, yes. Well, you know what? I think the listeners are getting a little bored of Mike always being a depressed like Right. Mope. They don't want to hear you groaning anymore. Yeah. Maybe we'll reverse our roles. Hi, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 hey, Hava. How are oh, you? Oh, my oh, gosh. Man. Are you ready to record? I'm oh, so excited to share with you. Painful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you know how I feel, bitch. Oh, my God. Okay, bitch hi how are you i'm feeling feisty yes i see that i'm feeling good i'm wearing my i'm wearing my pajama um, pants and a dress pajama pants and a jersey a t-shirt dress a t-shirt dress that's the level of trans i'm at today. yeah that's a great level you know what's funny i was just thinking if you say something mean to me on the podcast but we don't put it in the episode in my mind it doesn't happen like oh. whatever we cut out of the episode i cut out of my life <laughs> Well, that's how I feel about the shit that I say that really I shouldn't say. Because mm-hmm. when I cut it out, then it never happened. Right. Then no one needs to know. No one needs to know that like I actually like, never mind. Right. So you're feeling feisty. I'm feeling feisty. You're feeling, uh, I would say, moderately trans. <laughs> Yeah, moderately. Um, A trans-centrist in terms of gender. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a trans-centrist. I see both sides. Of the gender spectrum. Yeah, vote for me. I feel like a t-shirt dress, you know, I don't know. I'm not making any It looks really cute on you. Oh my God, thank you. Yeah, you should get like seven more in different colors. I know, I know. I feel like I'm a t-shirt dress kind of bitch. Yeah, you should be one of those fucking minimalist bitches and you just have like seven t-shirt dresses in different colors and that's it. That's that's your wardrobe. I'm thinking. Yeah, and like tights. Seven t-shirt dresses, seven pairs of tights seven cardigans oh that's it bing bang boom oh wow i'm so glad we're going to target later (laughs) you may be surprisingly disappointed at how little they have to offer in this department i feel like i have man shoulders though welcome to my fucking life but you fucking love my shoulders and i hate my shoulders so just to tell you that everything you believe about yourself is fake there's no way to accurately perceive your own body i mean i do like a broad shouldered uh broad right i know that about you I think it's because my first girlfriend in high school was on the swim team. Wow. Boom. Boom. That's your root. It's my root. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There it is. I love that for you. Mm-hmm. I was just gazing at my switch. I'm so upset that you're going to have a pink switch. I'm, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to go for pink. They only had pink in stock last time I was there. I'm thinking about getting like the big switch. Oh, we'll have to check the inventory. Okay. Because when a young, hot, snackalicious Mandy Patinkin went to Warwick Mall Target, they only had one big switch, and he bought it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Your boyfriend has a big switch. Yeah, a big switch. I had him listen for the first time to an episode of our podcast the other day. Did you say his name just now on the pod? A young, hot, snackalicious Mandy Patinkin. Probably. Erase that. Okay, okay. That way any boyfriend I have in the future can think it's about them. Hopefully it'll continue to be. A young, hot, snackalicious Mandy Patinkin. And he's a solid he. Uh, yeah. So we listened to the zombie episode in the car because he had never listened to an episode of our podcast before. And I was like, oh, hey, I need to listen to this to like proofread it so to speak do you mind if i put it on i put it on on a drive and he listened to it for the first time he left a lot which is really cute wow yeah it was it was really sweet and he really enjoyed the tale the tale of the zombie rabbi rap battle i'm glad you're doing good yeah how am i you ask how are you (laughs) 
I'm feeling cute. I'm wearing this sweater, which I got from Target very recently. It's really soft. You look like a very like bold, powerful candy corn. Yeah, I feel like I look like an 80s bitch. I feel like people in 80s TV shows are always wearing fucking sweaters. Yeah, I could get like that. Like if I just put a little side pony on. Yeah, yeah. I re-upped my antidepressant dosage, which has been... Oh. Lovely. The episode of Functional Neurological Disorder, the flare-up that I was having, has sort of calmed down, so things are a lot better. I'm, like, trying to take it easy. I'm only letting myself do one scheduled activity a day. Everything else is free time. Wow. I know, which is crazy, but that's just how I need it. Wow, that is huge for me, actually, because that means <laughs> I'll be able to, instead of being like, oh, do you want to hang out and maybe watch a movie? I can't. I got 40 Havrutas I need to call. <laughs> 30 meditation sessions. But now I get that carefree Hava. I mean, carefree Hava usually just wants to like be alone playing Switch in her room. Okay, listeners, we know that when you listen to our podcast, you get to the end. And before it closes out, when Hava's saying that she loves you, you just fucking turn it off. You just completely ignore my love. But that's okay, because my love is cosmic, and it's doing fine whether you acknowledge it or not. That's true, but you know what isn't cosmic? The Talmud hotline. It's true. The Talmud hotline. Call it at 401-484-1619. Leave us a voicemail, or you can send us a text message. Ask us <clears> anything. Anything you want. We've had three messages coming. We're going to address your questions and comments soon but today we're going to continue with our halloween production yes thank you listeners who called in and gave us voicemails we'll do a bunch of voicemail episodes after we finish halloween stuff but just want to tell you all gold stars gold stars for those mm -hmm. listeners and for everyone else like check minus okay listeners we are continuing our fantabulous high halloween series and this is the witch episode and i want to give a big shout out to listener patron goddess and twitter mutual of mine never she actually is the one who introduced me to this sugya and also to this daf of talmud which is sanhedrin 65b so without her we wouldn't have any of this dope halloween content big shout out to never and without further ado here we go, reading from Sanhedrin 65a. Tanu Rabbanan, Me'onen, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Ze Hamervir Shivra Mine Zechu Harain. The rabbis taught us a soothsayer, <clears throat> aka a witch. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I see. What are they? Rabbi Shimon says they are one who puts seven kinds of semen on their eyes. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Presumably in order to perform sorcery, but that's implicit. All the text here really says is one who puts seven kinds of semen on their eyes. Seven different types of semen. Seven different types of semen. Now, I have no idea, and it's not just that I have no idea, it's actually unclear in the text, whether this means seven different types of semen from seven people, seven different types of semen from seven species, seven different types of semen from seven emissions from the same person, seven types of semen from seven different genders. I'd like to introduce that possibility. Okay, so there's the one question here, which you're bringing up. What is the source of the magic? What is the formula for semen 
vision. Once we figure that out and we smear it on our faces, Mm -hmm. what does being a soothsayer actually mean? What do we get? Well, I'm so glad you asked. There is actually a little bit more of the text. So, The sages say that this is someone who deceives us. That's the sage's definition of a soothsayer. And then Rabbi Akiva says it's someone who calculates times and hours. So like someone who says like, oh, this is the hour you should plant your wheat. This is the hour you should make your podcast. Like an astrologer, maybe, you know, like they tell you like what dates are going to be propitious for different activities. On the one hand, some rabbis say this is a person that you don't want to associate with. And then on the other hand, this is a person that we need every village in town requires. Every village in town needs someone with semen vision. I think you could read these as all being true like it could be someone who puts semen on their eyes and then foretells what dates are going to be propitious it could be all kinds of varieties of things and what's going on here is that the word for soothsayer which we are taking creative license with in this episode by defining it as which is meronen there's actually quite a few interesting things going on here there's sort of a homophone ish connection right Onan and Onan. Right. So there's a connection there between spilled semen. Onan is the person who spilled his semen on the ground and that was his quote sin in Genesis. So that's one linguistic thing that's happening. And then this word shares a root with ayin, which means an eyeball. I think the rabbis are drashing this based on sort of the linguistic properties of this term for a soothsayer. And that term, meronin, it's related to eye, and in that sense, it has this meaning of like investigating and figuring out. That's what's going on with the word. And so what's happening here is the rabbis saw this term, meronin, in the Bible, and they were like, what? does this fucking mean this is them using context clues to tell us what this term means it's like we're doing to them what they were doing to the torah it's true it's almost as if we're all in one unbroken infinitely fractal chain of learning since time immemorial wow it's like waves crashing on the ocean waves of semen (laughs) crashing on the shore of my eyes have you ever had cum in your eye gabriel It burns. This gives me the class analysis jitters. They hate this person, but they also need this person. They're fulfilling an important thing that these uh, rabbis want. Well, are they? I mean, I think you could make the case that the witch is sort of undermining the idea of divine providence. Like the witch presents sort of an illusion that you can use your human agency and magic to figure out when to plant correctly. But the maybe rabbinic approach is you plant when you plan, you trust God to take care of you and you do Torah and mitzvahs and bada bing bada boom. Well, maybe, but it's not an illusion. They seem to say that, like, this is a thing. You think it's implied this is accurate, that it works. Yeah, that's what I imagine. In here, it only says that this is one who calculates the times and the hours. I don't know if that necessarily means that it's accurate. The rabbis definitely believe in magic. I would also think that they think that it works. Or they admit that it works. Because in the same doff, in a part we're going to talk about, they do talk about necromancy working. And we had a fucking zombie 
last episode. Magic is definitely real in the rabbi's worldview. Do you think they would say, don't go to a soothsayer? They are referencing a verse here from Deuteronomy 18.10 that says, there shall not be found among you a soothsayer. That makes me think of the scary whore. Like, we can't have any Yeah, of that we can't have that whore. kind of sexual, magical deviancy. Right, right, right. In the rest of this verse, this kind of sorcerer that we're talking about is found in a list that includes let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire. This is seemingly on par with, or at least in the same list as child sacrifice. God went to Abraham and said, Abraham, I need seven semens to be smeared on your face. <laughs> and then right before he's about to take like all these <laughs> all cum the shots. Semen. God comes down and is like, no, here's a goat. Get the shots off the goat's face. <laughs> it was a test all along. Yep, exact, it's exactly like that thing that definitely happened in the Torah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so this is super fun, <laughs> super fun sugya, obviously. I don't really know what to make of it. The part about semen does really touch on how the rabbis have a sort of obsession with sexual perversity you know and it manifests as fear but i think that fear is probably definitely just like you know the fear of trans women today is like covering up some deeply suppressed desire it doesn't bother me so much maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm projecting onto every everyone else but i think most societies have some issues with sex and i think that makes sense because it's like god it's kind of unknowable right Right. Part of the reason I think they have to define this term is because there are okay methods of divination in the Bible. We do have things like the umim and thumim, which is some kind of device that's used to foretell different things in the Bible. There is a sort of God-sanctioned method of divination, and this is sort of like, don't have any freelancers. <laughs> Stick to missionary. Exactly. Rhythm method only. Not only is it about the love-hate relationship with, quote, sexual perversity, but it's also about keeping a monopoly on magic yeah magic and and seeing the future it is ironic because the priests of the temple they wanted to hold on to power and presumably magic i don't know <laughs> certainly what we might call magic the rabbis they were like no 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 we're trying to do a judaism that is not so temple focused get a little power for ourselves and now these guys who are hiding out in caves are trying <laughs> to do something similar that the priests yeah. were doing yeah there's something going on there the rabbis were sort Sort of in a tug of war with the temple and not only with the temple priests themselves they were in a tug of war with the role of the temple in society you know it sort of went beyond any individual actors the rabbis are sort of in this tug of war to try and claim the power to work with and do magic with the torah in a particular way through reinterpretation through the halachic process so they really were trying to sort of break up that monopoly of authority i mean i think they really only wanted to distribute it amongst themselves but today we exist in a world where it's distributed much more widely than just the rabbinical establishment yeah i don't know i don't have a nice little bow to wrap all that up with but i think the way they would see it is that there's some monopolies of power which are good and okay like the monopoly that exists on the right kind of fortune telling and then there are some monopolies that they wanted to bust up this is classic human shit 
Yeah, totally. And I mean, monopoly, I think it's maybe the wrong word, but it's like, I'm down with... Centralization of power. Centralization of power in some respects, you know, if it gets me fucking healthcare. All right, you supposed anarchist. (laughs) I'm an anarchist, but I still need my lady pills. If there's any anarchist, Noam Chomsky style, whatever (laughs) the fuck you guys are doing. Michael is not an anarchist. No, you're all wrong. But if you're not, (laughs) make E pills. Not the fun kind. Michael wants your homemade E estrogen. Prove to me That you're viable. I think if you take seven different kinds of trans girl semen on your eyes, that's the same as taking HRT. I think that's how it works. Then I'll be able to tell whether or not the anarchists will ever produce estrogen. (laughs) You'll be able to see into the future. Well, listeners, this has been super fun. A super fun adventure. Thanks for enduring this very sexually explicit episode. Thanks to Never for introducing me to this staff of Talmud. And thanks to all of you who left us voicemails. I can't wait to do episodes with them. I'm excited. Okay. Well, listeners, do what you will with this information about fortune telling. Correlation is not causation. So we don't necessarily know if the semen on the face causes the soothsaying. It's true. Only you can implement the scientific method to find out the truth of this claim. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next week, you shining stars of Talmudic learning. Shavuot Tov. Shavuot Tov. Bye.